Hi, I'm Callie. And I'm Rachel. And we are Pelvic Service Announcement. And this is Prison Mike. <laughs> In honor of Movember. We- oh! <laughs> So obsessed with this kitten, and it's not even funny. I, if you can hear him, oh my goodness! So we, we have officially adopted a kitten that is the office, the office kitten. Uh, one of our coworkers, her husband. And uh, person Mike just took a tumble. Uh, he's okay. He's walking around. He's okay. Uh, oh. <laughs> One of our, our co-workers, Katie, she works at the front desk. Her husband works at the prison. And one of the inmates found a little tiny baby kitten who was five days old when we found him. And so we took him to the vet, and he is perfectly happy and healthy and lovely. And so now he is the office kitten. Um, if you watch the show, The Office, uh, we named him Prison Mike um, because he was found in a prison. And so we got him a little purple collar and everything. And he is the light and joy of our lives. Like, we love working here. Like, we have a fantastic, like, work environment. But he has brought so much joy to, well, to everyone too. yes to like, our like yeah to the to the clinicians to the patients to just everyone just everyone, everyone gets excited to see him like little kids that are here for therapy get to play with him when they're mm-hmm. done with their treatment <laughs> um a lot of our patients love to see him like they'll stop by and ask to see him and i just think it's been so good for everyone like, not that there was bad mental health vibes no, in the not clinic, at but all. it's brought down the anxiety, the depression. Like, anytime any of us are stressed, like from dealing with insurance or anything like that, we just go in there and we hold prison mic and it's all is, all the, all all is, is well. right. So, we have a not really a man in studio, a male, a, a male, male cat <laughs> in studio to talk about. He's right here. I didn't want to roll over him. But to talk about men's mental health. Yes, that is the third major tenant of Movember is the support and awareness of mental health and suicide prevention. Um, The website Movember has a lot of really, really, really great resources um, to either give support and kind of use as like a guide to start that conversation with a friend um, and then get support as well um, to find those resources when you yourself might be feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, so I have some statistics from Anxiety and Depression, the Anxiety and Depression Association of America that I thought were really interesting and I wanted to share just to show like why it is so important that we get men talking about their mental health and we raise awareness. So men account for 10% of patients with bulimia or anorexia and men with an eating disorder are less likely to seek professional help. 
Over 6 million men suffer from depression per year, but male depression often goes underdiagnosed because they don't report it. More than 3 million men in the U.S. have a panic disorder, agoraphobia, or any other phobia. 2.3 million Americans are affected by bipolar disorder and the equivalent amount of men and women develop the illness. So it's 50-50 in men and women. But again, it's less treated in men because it's like they, it's just not diagnosed because it's not talked about. And then one of the leading causes of disability in America is schizophrenia. Um, approximately 3.5 million in the United States have been diagnosed. 90% of those who are diagnosed um, by the age of 30 are men. Wow. So I think for a while, like, mental health disorders may look different in men so it's misdiagnosed it's not talked about and it gets ignored and that is very very dangerous because women attempt suicide more often than men do but men are more likely to complete suicide because they use methods more likely to cause death they're more um likely to act impulsively impulsively on the thoughts and they show fewer warning signs like talking about it so that's why it's really, 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 really important yeah. to get our guys talking. And I love Movember because it, um, the Movember website, because it kind of takes back the narrative a little bit about yes. talking about it, almost like making it cool, making it normal, making it like just part of a date, part of daily life versus mm-hmm. a stigma that like just bottle it up, man, and don't do anything about just it. Just having a, just another way to have that conversation. Um, another statistic in 2021, an estimated 12.3 million adults thought seriously about suicide. 3.5 million made a plan and 1.7 million actually attempted suicide. So this is, this is a big problem. Like it's horrible. Millions and millions. And so on the website, there is, Um, a really cool acronym that they kind of came up with um, called ALEC, A-L-E-C. And it's a really great way to have a conversation and start to check in with your friends um, and kind of how to navigate that conversation. So it can be a little bit tricky. Um, A stands for ask. Just start by asking how they're feeling. Um, mention any things that anything that you've picked up on in particular. Like, hey, I noticed that like you don't come watch the football game with us anymore on Sundays. I noticed that you, you know, kind of stop responding to our group chat. You have been sounding different. You've, you know. I know you had X, Y, and Z going on earlier in, in, in your life this month. You know, is everything okay? Um, or even just you haven't even seemed like yourself. Are you feeling okay? Um, trust your instincts. Don't be afraid to ask twice. L stands for listen. Give them your full attention. Let them know that you are hearing what they're saying and not judging. Um, and asking follow-up questions like, you know, how long have you felt that way? You know, was this because of something? Um, you know, if you know that this they had, you know, oh, I noticed that you, you know, know you changed jobs or um, had a death in the family, something like that. You don't have to, like, offer solutions, but just let them know that you're listening. E stands for encourage action. Um, Help them focus on like little things like are you sleeping enough? Are you eating enough? Are you getting enough exercise? Are you drinking your water? Um, Maybe even if there's something that you know has helped them in the past. Um, 
even suggesting that they share how they're feeling with others that they trust, um, their friends, their family. If it's been going on longer than two weeks, suggest that they talk to their doctor. And lastly, see check in. Follow up that conversation with a phone call, FaceTime, breakfast, dinner, um, to show that you care and that you're not going anywhere. Um, I think that that is really important in situations like this, making sure that they know like, okay, like this person is here. It wasn't just like a one-time thing. Like they're continually checking in on me, making sure that I am feeling okay. Um, and you know, making sure that I'm doing the things that I need to do to take care of myself. So that is what ALEC stands for. A-L-E-C. Ask, listen, encourage action and check in. These things can really, really help, like I said, just kind of navigate that conversation because it can be hard. It can be hard, especially if you have your guard up, especially if, you know, it's it, it's a hard conversation to have more so in men than women, you know, because they're they're told, oh, just buck up, you know, hide your emotions, be a man. But that doesn't do anybody any good. No, it doesn't. It doesn't do any. And like, I think the argument could be made. I mean, for sure, the argument could be made. One of the most manly things you can do for those around you, if you're, if you have a family, if you have a spouse or a partner, or even just your friends, is get the help you need yes. because you're a better friend, you're a better husband, you're a better father, you're a better coworker. Whenever you are at your best, we tell we tell women all the time, right? You can't pour from an empty cup. Men, it's the exact same thing. It is the exact same thing. And I love Movember. There's Movember Conversations. And it talks about therapy for men. And I love it because it literally starts out and it's like, they have a star, so it's not an explicit. But it says, therapy is effing excellent, but some of the perceptions around it are not. So I just, like, and I love this, like, taking back the narrative. Um, And then it goes on to talk about like some myth busting and there's all these videos um again just talking about what is therapy how do you overcome any barriers how to get to therapy what happens in a therapy session and then what happens after your first session and then there's even links to start finding out like how you can find therapy in your area and so I just really, really love all the resources that Movember offers just right here in one place. There's so much on their website. And I love it because with the website, you can go look it up in the privacy of your own home. Maybe it's something you're struggling with internally and you're not ready to talk about yet. You can go look at these things and it might help you start the conversation with your friends. Hey, I need some help. I've been mm-hmm. looking at this, this, you know, would you mind checking in with me? Can I talk to you about this or your partner or whoever you can get some information privately and then start to reach out to people for help, which I think is really, really awesome. Or maybe just start by talking to a friend or if you know someone and you suspect they're struggling, use the Alec method. (laughs) Or get a cat and have prison bike just attack your microphone. That was the cutest thing. Yeah, that was cute. I wish I was still recording video oh that was adorable they also have a really good list of um signs that someone could be in distress um kind of how to spot the signs um if they're not sleeping if they're eating less or more than usual 
forgetting any grooming activities like no clean clothes, not showering or brushing their teeth, avoiding or missing social situations or sports events, going quiet on social media or messaging apps, being more irritable than usual, or talking of death or dying or increased hopelessness. Um, even giving away some um, some of their possessions can be a sign um, <clears throat> just because it's, you know, if they're making arrangements for some of their belongings, it could be potentially that they are thinking of, okay, what's going to happen to, you know, my beloved guitar after I'm gone, um, those types of things. Um, and so it's important to like spot this behavior and check in with them. Um, really any big changes in behavior. Well, and even before that, underlying symptoms of mental health disorders in men can look very, very different than it does in women. So in men, they may engage in what's known as escapist behavior, which is just basically spending a lot of time at work or spending a lot of time on sports, something like that. It may present with physical symptoms, headache, digestive problems, pain. It may present as misuse of alcohol or drugs or controlling or violent or abusive behavior, anger, irritability, risky behavior, reckless driving, and then like Rachel said, any big changes. So it can look different. And some of these, what I think is really scary is we just kind of chalk that up to being a man like the anger and irritability, we overlook anger in men a lot more than I think we would anger in women. And so I think sometimes that idea of, oh, that's just, you know, boys will be boys or whatever in some of those aspects, it's actually a cry for help that goes ignored because of all of the other stigmas Mm -hmm. around things. So something to pay attention to. I think... I've said it before and I'll say it again. I think everybody could benefit from therapy, honestly. And if you've ever had the thought, like, should I go to therapy? You probably should. And if you're suffering from any of the things we've talked about, it's a great, great option. And you're not going to not benefit from therapy like you know what I mean like you're not you're not going to make things worse by going to therapy you might realize a lot of difficult things about yourself that maybe you didn't want to know about yourself but understanding more about like how your brain works and why you feel the way you do in certain situations can help you cope with those Mm -hmm. with those situations so much better um and so like I said like you're not going to do any damage you're not going to it's not going to do any any harm um, to go to therapy it can only do can only do good things can only do good things absolutely we will post all of the links and resources um, on that are on the Movember website if you are worried that someone's life is in immediate danger call 911 and just just call 911 if you need um, support in a crisis, 988 is a National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Um, it is free. It is confidential. It is 24-7 support and suicide prevention phone service. Um, there are a lot of other helplines, um, domestic violence helplines, um, National Sexual Assault Hotline. We will post all of those um, to make sure that you guys have access to those resources as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And all of this relates back to your pelvic floor because the pelvic floor is part of the stress response. And so guys, if you are 
stressed, anxious, depressed, it's going to affect your pelvic floor, which could then affect urinary function, bowel function, and sexual function. And which so, can just make us even more stressed out and just kind of exactly, work into this vicious cycle. Exactly. And so your mental health is important for your physical health as well. So. So get help. That's your PSA this week is to get help. Yeah, get help. And you Nothing know what? Forget all the stigma around it, surrounding mental health, especially for men. Like we, we have the power to do away with it. Yeah. And we have we the power really to do. change it. And I think that is super empowering. Like it taking is. back that control, men, women, it's on our hands to change the narrative. Absolutely. Speaking of change, do you have a patient one? Yes. Yes, I do. I have this, um, ended up actually discharging her yesterday. Um, we have been working not even quite that long. She had been having a little bit of incontinence, a little bit of, um, post void dribbling and was a little skeptical about therapy at first, um, but ended up doing fantastic. Um, and was just so excited to be discharged. It was like, just so excited to be done. Um, she even said, you know, she, um, went to the tech football game this last weekend and she was like, I didn't worry at all. <laughs> And it was a good game too. <laughs> Prison Mike is like crawling up my face right now. Um, she just, she didn't worry. She was like, I wasn't worried about where the bathroom was. I wasn't worried about, you know, wearing a pad. And she was like, normally I would even like, I've said no, like I've avoided football games. I've avoided going out into public places and events like that in the past because I was so worried about, you know, was I going to have leakage? Was I going to be able to make it to the bathroom? Was I going to be getting, you know, stuck into an embarrassing situation? Um, but like I said, she was just able to enjoy the game. And like, she was like, I think I went to the bathroom like once and she was like and I, I'll be honest I was drinking a lot of alcohol <laughs> she was like I was not drinking water I was like as you should it's a, it's a football game <laughs> like as you should and so she was just so excited and and she just said she was like I didn't realize how freeing this would be I didn't realize how freeing this would become um and so like I said she was super excited to be done to be discharged she's not having any problems at all anymore um and so it was just it was really cool to see and just to kind of hear those words was was really awesome that's amazing yeah and I love like the translation into the functional activity right being able to go to the football game and just get a social life back because it sounds like she was was she younger Mm -hmm. yeah just have that social life back get to hang out with your friends without worrying about that fear that fear of embarrassment Mm -hmm. I think that is awesome I like that's what I think like people don't a lot of people don't realize is like just how all-consuming and encompassing pelvic floor problems could be until they're gone and you're like Mm -hmm. oh yeah, I can go to a football game and not be worried. Like I can actually sit and enjoy the game. I can, you know, go on a walk with my friends and not worry about being in horrific pain for the next 24 hours. Like it just little things like that. Like I can go on vacation and not worry about getting so constipated that, you know, I have to take three laxatives. Like there's just so many things that 
the pelvic floor is involved with that when we do have problems like I said it can just be all consuming can Mm -hmm. be all encompassing and getting that freedom back is just is so huge and that's like my favorite thing it's amazing as a a therapist it's like my favorite thing to hear that is so awesome I love that what's your patient win so mine this one was one of the easiest fixes I think ever my patient when I saw her, she was having some urinary symptoms, but really severe constipation. And I gave her a constipation handout and we talked through all the things. I taught her how to do a bowel massage, how to rest the pelvic floor muscles when she's having a bowel movement mm-hmm. and then throughout the day as well when, when it was appropriate. Well, after that first eval, she started doing all the things and her constipation disappeared. And it was like, as soon as her constipation disappeared, all her urinary symptoms were gone. She was having some urgency, some frequency and a little bit of urge incontinence. And she was like, as soon as I got my constipation under control, that all just disappeared. Beautiful. And it was just, it was just one of those things. She had no idea what fiber, I mean, I think a lot of people think they know what fiber is, but they don't really know, or they think they're getting way more than they actually are. Like I think people will eat a granola bar and think it's full of fiber or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of the things we eat that we think are full of fiber are really super processed. And so it's not really as full of fiber as we think. And so she started eating a lot more of those whole foods, whole vegetables mm-hmm. and drinking the water and doing all the things. And it, she was just like, I haven't had constipation since I started doing That's all the things. Awesome. It wasn't a stool softener. It wasn't a laxative. Yeah. It was just natural dietary yeah. and um, habitual changes. And she did fantastic. I think that that is like really similar because there was like, and for a while, and it still kind of is, but like so many brands were just like shoving like protein 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 like down your throat where it was just like on on the packaging it'd be like 18 grams of protein or like high protein lean cuisine or you know like whatever Mm -hmm. it was but then like if you actually went and checked the ingredients it'd be like seven grams of protein and like 30 grams of fat and like 150 grams of carbs and it's just like okay where that like where where's the balance here where's the balance here and so and same thing with like granola bars and like protein bars and stuff like that it's just like when you actually go and look at the ingredients just because it says high protein or high fiber on the packaging doesn't actually mean that it has a ton of fiber in it you almost yeah go check like actually check the ingredients see how much fiber is actually in there and making sure that you're getting that like 25 to 35 grams of fiber every single day you're gonna get more fiber out of broccoli than you are out of like a fiber one bar yeah so and that's what i saw something that I've been recently trying to live by. And I've kind of, t- any of my patients who bring up diet, um, and the saying was, eat what you want, but add what you need. Yes. And yes. so it's like, if you want a donut for breakfast, great, eat the donut, but then making make sure maybe you have some eggs or some turkey sausage and yes. maybe a side, something else, like protein, fiber, all of the other things with it versus like, oh, I really want something kind of sweet, but I'm going to eat this fiber bar that I think is healthy that's not actually healthy. It's donut flavored. Yeah. yeah. And so it's like really, I think when we think about food in that way, like eat, if you have a craving for something, eat it, but then also supplement with good, like high protein um, high fiber. Cause we need all, we need all of those things. We need protein, we need carbs, we need fat. And so some of these elimination things 
can really, and it can cause problems like constipation and things like that when we're not getting what we need in our diet. The, the severely restrictive diet is just, it's not sustainable. And if you deny yourself those things for such a long period of time like that's just for that's just not a way to live like i love donuts like eat the donut eat the donut <laughs> i okay. brought donuts this literally that's what we're talking about donuts but like it's i i've seen that as as well just kind of like that eat what you want but add what you need it's like if you want um like i saw this video girl she was like i really want waffles for breakfast but i'm gonna add protein powder to it and I'm going to add you know I'm going to have like some sausage on the side um and because I know that I'm going to need a little bit more protein with this I know that I'm like I know that I need a little bit more of like these extra micronutrients I'm also going to have a green shake like I'm still going to enjoy my waffles mm-hmm. and and have waffles for breakfast but I'm going to add those extra things that I need to and so I think recognizing the difference between just like just like a small general craving versus like, no, like I really do want this. What can I add on top of that to make sure I'm still getting the nutrients that I need? I think that is so, so, so important. It's such an important mindset shift as well. Cause like I said, when we get into that overly restrictive of like, no, I can't have that. I can only have chia seeds and yogurt forever. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want waffles, make some waffles. Yeah. And I think when you eat, the waffles but then you're also eating what your body needs on top of it you're gonna feel full you're gonna feel and then you're gonna also feel happy so you're gonna feel full you're gonna that craving is gonna be satisfied satisfied. and your bowels are probably gonna run better when you're getting all you need as well versus restricting restricting eating six waffles and then heavily restricting again and your body's gonna be like whoa just getting in that cycle so We should do an episode on diet. We should. But that that was just a really, really cool win. That's awesome. Yeah. That is really cool. Did something major make your overactivity worse? Oh yes. Oh boy. Oh yes. <laughs> so I am never flying ever again. I swear. Without fail, something always goes wrong. And so I'm just I'm just gonna drive everywhere from here on out. I don't care if it's gonna be a 13 hour drive. It's dumb. So I went to Wisconsin this past weekend um for the Marine Corps birthday ball and it was so much fun. It was fantastic. But I was supposed to leave Sunday. I was supposed to get back Sunday evening and I should have known I was pushing it too close because I got on like the last flights of the day because um, I wanted more time with my boyfriend. Um, and so we, I didn't, I was supposed to leave Milwaukee at like 6.30, I think. And then was supposed to land here in Amarillo at like midnight. Well, my flight out of Milwaukee kept getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. And it got so delayed that I was going to miss that connecting flight. So I start looking at other things. I start looking at other flights and it is so significantly delayed. Like literally every single flight out of Milwaukee, out of Chicago, out of Dallas, like everything was delayed. So I don't know what happened over the week. I don't know where the bad weather was. I don't know what happened, but it was horrible. And it made me nervous too, because like I said, my flight wasn't until six. I got the text that my flight was delayed an hour and a half at like one o'clock in the afternoon so i was like oh this is gonna be terrible this is bad. i was like this is bad like we're already getting delayed this early in the day like this is not gonna be good so sure enough ended up missing um 
just wasn't going to be able to make that flight. So I finally was able to get onto the next flight. Uh, like first thing in the morning, um, which I was not complaining, got another night with my boyfriend, but I had, uh, I think my flight left at like, oh gosh, I don't even know. It started boarding at like five in the morning. So it was just super, super early. Um, finally made it back to Amarillo, walked out to the parking lot to my car, had a nearly flat tire. Like I had, I turned my car on my tire pressure was 16 psi oh no it was 16 and so i was like you know what good enough and so i like just barely made it to the nearest discount tire where they were able to like air it up and he was like yeah you definitely have a nail in there and i was like yeah i'll get it fixed later <laughs> and so i was finally able to get that taken care of made it back to where it had just enough time to go to discount tire go home drop off my stuff change freshen up a little bit and then come back to work and made it in time for my one o'clock patient but it was just like the longest day in the world yesterday i was in bed at like 7 o'clock yeah that i was do still it. tired but that would do it it was it was like i said i'm just i'm never flying anywhere ever again i don't know what it is about your luck because I, I thought I had bad luck, and I really realized I had pretty good luck. Yeah, <laughs> actually, now so that I'm getting there was great. Was no had no delays, no problems, no issues, nothing. But getting back this time was just a nightmare. So I don't know. I don't know what airplane gods I pissed off, but it's been every single. You might need to try a different airline. I might need to. Maybe that maybe that's the problem. I'll try that next time. But yeah, it's just been every single time that I have flown has just been for the last like two years. It's been a nightmare. Was it DFW? Is that why it was delayed? I think so. That that airport is always a problem. It's it seriously is. Like there is something always always like, there. I always said I don't know who runs that, but they need to get whoever runs Chick Fil A and get them to the DFW airport. Yes. And my pleasure. Your flight is no longer delayed. Have a wonderful Have day. Have a wonderful day. God bless. Goodbye. That, yeah. Because it's, and I'm sure it's way more complicated than that. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I know nothing about airplanes. <laughs> Getting the big metal birds in the sky. I'm sure it's very, very difficult. Um, okay. What made yours worse? Uh, watching Prison Mike fall off the table yeah. during this <laughs> podcast episode. Katie, like, you didn't hear that. Yeah, Katie did not hear that. I was like, if we injure prison Mike, I'm pretty sure that's an immediate fire offense and patients would riot. And But he is well recovered. He is snoozing on Rachel. He is just like... Just melting my heart. Just making like the cutest little noises and just like breathing so deeply. I had like one day of baby fever after we had had him for yeah. a little bit. <laughs> and my boss was like, it's because like cats, like the way their eyes are placed, it tricks our brain into thinking that they're like babies. What? <laughs> yeah, that's why we love cats. That's what she said. And she's a huge cat person. And she said, it's because their eyes, it, like our brain registers them as like babies. babies. That is so I was funny. like, that makes that so much sense. It. I... I'm not the best with him though, because I just want to play with him, and I get him all riled up, and so that's the best part. Like I don't—he's finally starting to play, so like it's—it's it's so, so fun. Ch- it's been so fun. So, oh my! He just goodness. like nestled his head into my neck. I am dying. <laughs> We're gonna have to make like a little video reel. He's so cute. Oh my god! 
she looks like a dust bunny he, he really looks like just, he's gray and he's fluffy and he just looks like this dust bunny so oh he's just so sweet so check in for some prison mic content later our sweet little baby all right Rachel already said your PSA for this week is get help. Yep, get, get, get help. Get help. So that'll conclude Movember. We will see you guys next week back on some more pelvic health relevant yeah. topics. So bye. Goodbye.